Good evening, Mary Rabbi And we're holding here at the Hachamishi, the fifth of seven different levels where the Torah must be telling us the obligations we have to serve Hashem. In addition, and above and beyond, and even as a preface to the Seichel, which demands from us to serve Hashem. And we explained four different ways, and now up to the Hachamishi. Paragimel here in Sharabayi Zalikim says the Chavis of Avos Beizer Hashem is Barach Machamishi Ki Heorat Teiriyah that really the obligation which the Torah demands from us he Hakdoma it's really an introduction Umovoi El Ores Haseichel it's actually a, a something that prefaces the Seichels telling us that obligation it leads us into that. Seichel, how so? Ura'ayalov, more than that, Ura'ayalov is also, it is a proof. The fact that we have an obligation spelled out in the Torah is a proof that there is an obligation from the Seichel. Ba'avur, why do we need this? Ba'avur, Tzerichodem Bana'arusoi. Because everybody starts out young. All human beings start out young. And when we're young, we're just running out after our pleasures. The famous idea that's expressed that a child comes out into this world with its fist clenched as if to indicate he's trying to grab everything that he can from this world. And when a person dies, leaves this world, his hands are open. And that's what's supposed to, that's supposed, that's supposed to happen. And uh, the quicker the person can open his hand and be a giver instead of a taker, the more he's actually living. But that's the way it is. A young person just wants to grab, wants to take as much as he can. And he will be fafirt. He will be led astray by his tithes, by things that he desires. So therefore, a person in his youth needs a He needs a guidance. He needs to be trained. And to restrain his desires, and as we need to give a little bit of a of a uh, delay to for the development of the seichel to kick in and start controlling, if we would just wait until the person already has built up, going after his desires, which is only natural, then it'll be very hard to change that to, to change course. So the Torah already at a young age says we have restraint. It's a simple example of that. We see that you have a uh, uh, a mother going with her child to the uh, to the supermarket. And they have their shopping cart, go up to the checkout, and lo and behold, at the checkout, they have all of this candy over there. Gum and candy. And the, and the child says, I want that, I want that. No, no, we can't have that can't have any candy now. Hey, he starts screaming and he starts having a tantrum, starts being embarrassing, can't have it. And kid doesn't listen. All of a sudden, the mother looks at the package, says, oh, it's not kosher. And at that moment, the child could be four years old. Not kosher. Okay, can't have that. And as they're ready, the Torah already trains us in that certain things are off limits. Certain things are not allowed. So we already trained that as he, at a young age, to show restraint, to be able to hold back on the Vilamanea So that's a great example. 
because we have the laws of Kashrus from the Torah, certain things are not allowed. Certain things are not allowed. A person, uh, even from a young age, at the time when they have to be starting to be trained and educated in separation between Bosser and Cholov, between meat and milk. So a child had, let's see, if it's a child who's seven, eight years old and had a meal with meat, and they say, oh, I want ice cream. No, you can't have ice cream now. You have to wait a certain time because you just had meat. Those things are built in. Those are very chazal already, but they understood that's the way to uphold the Torah. The Torah built in, built in things, certainly in the realm of kashras, but in many areas, that we have to show restraint. So even before the seichel is going to be de- developed and mature enough to start being in control, the Torah guides us into it. V'chein, in addition to that, besides that everybody starts off young, as the Pasuk in Eiv says, Every person is born a wild young donkey. And the Alt of Kelm used to say, We have to make a mensch out of this, out of this wild donkey. That's how we all start off. And for this wild donkey, we have to make the person into a mensch. That's the job. So, but the wild donkey is just running all over the place. And therefore, the Torah already gives certain guidelines, certain restraining orders. The chain and even older people, Hanoshim, you could have women, or the Kaleyadas, Mino Hanoshim, or you have ignorant people who are Einen Mishakam Akranokasasekel, and they don't, they don't feel any uh, need, they don't feel any impetus, any inclination to go after the Seichel and start thinking. the very shallow thinking people. And they won't go after the Seichel. Number one, they're, they're not, uh, they have a, uh, a weak mind and they're attached to what they want. They're attached to the uh, the things they'd like to enjoy in this world. So therefore, therefore we wanted a little bit of a balance. We needed sort of an intermediary to be that one, to be able to be able to tolerate that certain things are yes, certain things are not. Certain things are off limits, and we have to understand that. And uh, unfortunately, in the, uh, in the world at large now, the fact that the, 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 to set limits is becoming less and less. There should be more permissibility. A person should decide whatever they want to do. It's up to them. They're in control. It's their, it's, it's their goof. It's their body. It's their mind. They can do whatever they want. And the Torah shows us that's not the way it is. And the only way to get to even from a seichel standpoint is to first make it incumbent from an, an obligation standpoint. And therefore the Torah says, no, this is what you have to do. And it's by warning of punishment. And it's by the, uh, the promise of reward. That if you do it right, and you restrain where you're supposed to, and you don't overstep your boundaries, you'll get rewarded, or else you'll be punished. So that's already a, a very clear statement, a clear message to everybody. We start with that, and then eventually we'll get the higher levels. As he explains, Someone who doesn't shortchange where his obligations are, in other words, he serves Hashem at the perfect level, the perfect level that every person has to be at. He keeps the halakha to the T. This is what I have to do. This is what I do. That person here, 
Those are from the pure, pious people. He's going to get rewarded this world and the next world. We call this, usually we call this in the Gemara's terminology, a tzaddik. There's a tzaddik and a chosid. But here, Chavis wants to go even to a higher madrega, a higher level. So he could go his base level, his first level, elementary level, the person who just does what he's supposed to, does it right, is a chosid. He's madrega zachasid mazakim. That's what he does. He just does things right. He does the right thing when he's supposed to. He davens at the right time. He keeps the mitzvahs at the right time. He keeps Shabbos in the proper way. He davens, he learns, he gives staka. That's what it is. That person is a chosid. And he gets scar in this world, the next world. But someone who takes that first level, what the halacha demands of a person, the way the terrorist says we have to live our lives, and then takes it up a notch, takes it up a madrega. That person, how does he do it? Because he uses his intellect and says, if Hashem wanted me to do, to do this, then I can do even better. I could do even more. I could do it even in a greater way. Now this person has reached a level of prophets, a level of prophecy, even, even though it doesn't necessarily have to mean he's a prophecy, it's, it's, it's a prophet who's getting uh, messages directly from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. but it means Nevi'im, as the Rambam tells us, Nevuah is a level higher than Chochmah, it's like the highest level of Chochmah, means a person has delved into an understanding of all of the Torah, all of creation, through the lens of Torah, and then can get to a higher level, which is a Navi. A Navi doesn't necessarily mean that they're being spoken to directly by Hashem, or even indirectly. The Gemara tells us that there was a time where there used to be Keflayim Ki'etzim Mitzrayim, that's how many Nevi'im there were. There were Yeshivas that were taught, that would teach Nevuah. That means they taught once you, you had to get a very uh, rigorous exam to get into the yeshiva in the first place. But at that point, they taught even a higher level called Nevuah. And it says there were mamish millions of Nevi'im. There were millions of these people who reached such a level. They weren't being spoken to Hashem from Hashem and saying, tell the people this and that. That the Gemara says there's only 48 of them. 48 prophets and 7 prophetesses. That's what was needed. But every person was able to get up to this level of Nebuchadnezzar. From these choice elite group of pious people. Well, how does he make out better? The reward is just in being able to enjoy this world and certainly the next, even in a greater way. That in, in, a, in a way that others are not even able to relate to. But they live a, a blissful existence. Now this obviously has a whole range of what it is. You know, Rav Shimpinka says, he was once walking past a an outside movie theater with his young son. And his young son of six years old says, Abba, why are all the people laughing over here? No being entertained by some comedian. Why why are you laughing? Sir so Pinka says, I, I never heard that question before. I never got I was on the spot, but instantaneously I answered, I said, because they're all depressed. 
because they're all depressed inside, they are living a miserable life, and therefore they just have to laugh it off. Because the only way they're able to feel somewhat good is at least externally, at least fool themselves, at least to have a facade of laughter. Because inside, they, they're crumbling. Inside, they're empty. And that's what he said, that many people live an empty existence, and it's a depressed existence, and therefore they have to have outside laughter. But people here, who get to this level, where they know what they're living for. They're, they're living with purpose. They're living in the way that we know we're supposed to live because this is the way that Hashem dictates to live. Those people have an inner joy, an inner simcha. They don't need external stimuli. They're the happiest people around. That's what they, they have the simcha, Hashem. their joy is with the enjoyment of the sweetness of doing Hashem's will. Look at the Pasik, he brings in Yirmiya. They find your words, Hashem. And they eat it. They devour it like it's a sweet candy, like it's a delicious piece of cake. The Nabi says, Your words to me is like a joy, it's a delight. You know, remember hearing a uh, a Maisa from Ramnachem Kain of Yushalmi Yid. He's been to, to Philadelphia years back. He used to come here. And he once said when he was a 10 year old boy, he was, had to go ask Yashayla on Shabbos afternoon to the Chabinarov. Chabinarov was a tremendous, he was called the Sarah Taira, the Prince of Taira. Before Abchaim Kanievsky Zatzal, the, the Chabinarov, Rav Dave Berish Wiedenfeld was the uh, was known as the Prince of Tyre. So he went to him and he wanted to know is he is he up, is he sleeping? So he climbed up on the railing and he looked through like there was a little window, he looked through. All he could see is just the 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 mouth and the top of the beard of the Shabinarov. And he saw that Shabinarov was eating. He was, he was he was munching, he was chewing, he was chewing, he was eating. So he didn't know should he disturb him not he decided, you know, if he's eating, maybe he'll knock and see if they... So he knocks on the door. Somebody opens the door and he sees that Shabinarov is sitting at the table with a Gemara in front of him and he's devouring the words of the Gemara. There was no food. There was no plate of food. It looked like the, as if he was chewing up, as if he was... That's what the Navi is saying here. You could enjoy it so much doing Hashem's will. It's as if you're eating it up. He was, he was licking up the words of the Torah. It was so sweet to him. That's the Madrigan that the that the Chavazvova says the the higher level can get to. The Omar Yismach Tzadik Ba'Hashem V'Chosaboy. The Tzadik rejoices and Hashem takes refuge. V'Yisalu Kol Yisraelay. The Omar finally errs all at Tzadik Uli Yisraelay Simcha. This is all in this world. In this world, a person can get to a tremendous height of Simcha. And Ugmulay Baloy Lamabo. When we talk about the reward in the next world. To get to the greatest light. It's impossible to describe, it's impossible to have some comparison in this world. Like the Navi says, last week's after, if you go in my ways, and you guard my mitzvahs, you do all that, you do it right, when you go to a higher level, you're going to be like the Madrega of a Malach. 
you can get to the Madrega of even the angels in Shamayim. How much is stored away for those who take refuge in you, Hashem? No man ever saw this. No eye ever laid sight on all of the great rewards that are waiting for us truly in the next world. Hashem will do it for those who hope to Hashem and do His mitzvahs. Agutanach.